0: Christian Financial Perspectives, where you're invited to gain insight, wisdom, and knowledge about how Christians integrate their faith, life, and finances with a biblical worldview. Here's your host, Christian investment advisor, financial planner, and coach, Bob Barber.
1: All right. Well, Bob, it's good to be back this week with our episode 113. 13's a lucky number
2: with me. That's when I met Rachel. November oh, okay. thirteenth. So you know, I don't, yeah. I don't let these superstitions get a hold of me. All right. Well, and, to, and today is going to be such an, another informative episode that's going to educate our listeners, which is what I want to do. Our listeners and our viewers now. So what are we talking about today, Bob? We're going to be talking about Christian fundamentals for investing. You think we'll have some scripture? Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> we have scriptural reasons behind every one of these Christian fundamentals for investing, and. Uh, You know, the Bible has so much to say about stewardship. Yep. Um, There are many scholars that will tell you there's over 1,500 scriptures on stewardship, and that Jesus spoke on stewardship more than heaven and hell combined. Wow. So when it comes to so how you think we're stewardship handling, is important? yeah, exactly. So when it comes to how we're handling money, and there's so much that the Bible says about us, So we have some really good scriptures today. By the way, we're not going to share 1500 like I've said. In no, the no, no. Stuff.
1: We, we picked a, a few, a few right. hundred, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into the first one, Bob. Invest right. in the kingdom first. You like that? I do like that one. Yeah. You
2: know, I. I before you, you start investing in yourself, invest in the kingdom, invest in God's kingdom, invest yeah. in, in ministries. Um, Proverbs 3, 9 through 10, and I took this from the New Living Translation, it says, Honor the Lord with your riches and the first of all you grow. I okay. love that part that says first of all you grow because we're talking about investing today. Yeah. So if we're talking about investing and we want it to grow, that's right. what, that's what right. investing is about, is growing. But honor the Lord with your riches, and the first of all you grow. Then, you notice it's got the word "then" in there. Yeah. Then your storehouses will be filled with many good things, and your barrels will flow over with new wine. Rachel Potty likes that part. Yeah.
1: No, well, I like. Well, you don't want the wine to be. Wine. You don't want the wine to be too new. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not going <laughs> to taste as good. Yeah. this is basically just grape juice.
2: <laughs> Bring me some fresh wine, stuff made this year, not yeah. this old stuff. Okay.
1: So our, our next scripture, Acts 20, verse 35. In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. That's a it's good one. totally
2: different than what the world would say, isn't it?
1: Yep. Because the, the world is all about receiving what I get, you mm-hmm. know, and what, you know, got to get mine, you know, uh, I don't know any other... Fun phrases the kids say these days, but
2: <laughs> so that that really that
1: first fundamental is
2: before you start investing in yourself, invest in the kingdom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: And, and so I guess I would cover you know like the about your tithing, about and your giving. tithing, and giving. Right. You know, and and that should apply for for everything that you have. It's it's your time, your uh, you know money and, and anything that God has given you and your talents. Yeah. Yeah. Number
2: two is establish a written financial plan and stick
1: to it. So Bob, you, you you put written. What why why did you put written?
2: Because I like to write things down and and when you when you write it down, when you write it down, you you see it.
1: Yep. You're,
2: you 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 absorb it.
1: That's why. Well, I remember when when we did our New Year's Episode. Oh yeah, and and when we talked about the the importance of, of writing it down, and, and it was just it was, I don't remember this all the stats off the top of my head, but all uh, oh, the I percentages, do remember the percentage, like the percentage of people that that make goals that actually write them down, and the and the people that stick to them, and basically what the the data showed is that if you don't write your goals down, you're not going to meet them, and
2: those that had written them down had. Perform so much better yeah, than those yeah. who hadn't,
1: you know. And again, just writing that down doesn't automatically mean you're going to meet the goals. But it, w- it was crazy. The it was the complete opposite. The people who didn't write them down, basically, you know, for the most part, didn't achieve their goals. People that wrote them down, huge portion of those people typically met most, if not all, of their goals. Because it's it's, it's that writing it down so you have something that you can look back at, you can reference. Think of it as a blueprint too. Would yeah. you would you build a house? Without a blueprint? No.
2: Would you go on a trip? Would you go on a long trip? You know, we're, we're down here in, in central Texas. Would, would, you, would you drive from here to California or here to Michigan or New York without a map, without plotting out
1: what you're going to do first? No. I mean, th- thankfully, it's a little easier in, in, in uh, traveling because you can probably use the app Maps on your phone. Yeah, but, exactly. But, but can you imagine, uh, you know, well, I'm going to drive from here to there and I don't have navigation on my phone or in the car. I don't have a map. I'm just going to try to figure it out as we go. Like, well, how do you know you're even going to get to where you need to go? Can you imagine building a house like that? Oh, my goodness. No. Just figuring it out as you go. I mean, building a house is already stressful enough. Yeah, you really exactly. want to do it with no plan. Like, oh, you know what? We forgot ba- We forgot the plumbing for the bathrooms. That was, Maybe we should have planned for that. <laughs> you know, so uh, that uh,
2: the, 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 the scriptures behind this are just so powerful yeah. Uh, Proverbs 20, the 20th chapter in the 5th verse. And you okay. know what? And then it's the 21st chapter in the 5th verse. So both of these verses, the purposes of a person's heart are, are deep waters, but he who has insight draws them out. That's good. I highlighted that part. Yeah. You notice that? And the plans of the diligent lead to profit. As surely as haste hmm. leads to poverty.
1: Those are really good for... Number two, establish a written financial plan and stick to it. Exactly. That is yeah. exactly
2: right. So we had to invest in the kingdom first, establish that written financial plan, and stick to
1: it. And number you know, three, seek wise advice. Well, you're going to hear some scriptures here that you've heard me talk about oh, a couple well, of times. How about, how about I read a couple of them? Okay, you got it. We got Ecclesiastes 4.9. Mm-hmm. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. See, that's why we have two co-hosts. That's you know? right, exactly right. I'd be, if just
2: by me, I'd be, I'd be boring, you know. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're providing all that great stuff that great we reperté, need. right. And by you know? the way, he's my son-in-law, too, so I have
1: to say that. Oh, I, I thought you actually thought that. <laughs> no, I do. I do think it, brother. <laughs> all right. And then the second verse, Proverbs 19, verse 20. Mm-hmm. Listen to advice and accept discipline, and at the end you will be counted among the wise
2: there is nothing wrong with seeking wise advice, but for some reason our society tries to teach that you don't need anybody but yourself.
1: And you know, the other thing I think of with the wise advice, you know, especially when you're talking about investing, but it really can be with anything. We are emotional creatures. We're we're made in God's image. And one of the things that we have is emotions. Mm -hmm. And when you're operating in a vacuum of just on, on your own and trying to make a decision and you don't seek wise advice, you are so much more likely to, to be caught up in the emotions. And make mistakes. And, and make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So seeking wise advice, preferably from, you know, I would say check with at least two people, two different people. Um, and if they have different, slightly different kind of background perspective, even better. Because that's going to help you identify potential pitfalls or issues with whatever it is that you're, you're thinking about or considering. Because they're going to have a different perspective than you. You know, and obviously, I mean, Scripture backs that up. And, you know, I would, uh, we're talking these
2: Scriptures here. I would go to the third chapter of T- Timothy, mm-hmm. and it talks about the virtues of an elder and deacon in a church. And I would look at those virtues. And oh, would, yeah, that know, is Who's the person word. you're going to seek advice from? Yeah. And we've done an entire program on that, you know, a good reputation in the community. Uh, they're stable. Um, yeah. they, they have a teacher's heart. Yeah. Uh, they're patient. Yeah. So those are a lot. There's there's like 17 or 18 virtues that wow. are in that chapter.
1: Fourth right. one. Number four, take a long-term perspective. Don't start something you can't finish. It's a good one. Yeah. It's good for everything in life, isn't it? And with that, we're going to wrap up the episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> are you going to read the scripture? Hey, I,
2: well, I, you know, don't start something you can't finish. That has to do with everything in life, yeah. Especially in, in, in marriage, you know, stick it out, stay stay yeah. stay married. And so,
1: yeah, go ahead and say the right. scripture. Luke fourteen twenty eight. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Yeah, hey, we were just talking about the housing. Mm-hmm. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it?
2: Yeah. yeah. It's wisdom. That's yeah. wisdom. So stick with it. Take the long-term perspective. Don't look things in the, like, in the short term. Yeah. It's not based on that. It's not based on hour to hour, day to day, month yeah. to month. It's based on year to year and years upon years. Yeah. That's the way you build a strong financial plan that is built on Christian principles.
1: Yeah. It, it, it makes sense for the investing. It makes sense for, you know, you think about the real real estate and Things been going on with that, and, yeah. You know, it doesn't just because interest rates are going up. You know, that, that doesn't mean that you can't buy something because there there may be a, a need for it. You know, if your family has to move and you have a new job, like I mean, there there are obviously reasons to buy, but also at the same time you shouldn't make a rash decision like, oh no, interest rates are about to go up. So I need to hurry up and buy. Well, no, that that, that doesn't make sense. If yeah, anything, take, if interest rates are about to go up and you don't have to buy, wait, mm-hmm. you know, because all you're going to be doing is, is yeah, sure. Maybe locking in a slightly lower interest rate, but you're buying a house that won't be worth what it's worth later. I
2: mean, it could, it could be, it yeah. could be. So take that long term perspective, yeah. not the short term. Don't yep. look at that that way. Number five is diversify across many sectors. We've, Talked about this a lot in this, but this is like definitely a a, a Christian investment principle. Um, and Ecclesiastes eleven two, invest in seven ventures. Yes, and eight. You notice I didn't say one. It doesn't say invest in one or two. Yeah, it says invest in seven or eight because you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. Right. Disaster upon the portfolio. Right. Okay. Upon right. the investments. So, I love that verse. And there's always going to be something that may be doing well. Yeah. And there's going to be something that may not yeah. be doing well. And and by having a diversified portfolio, and especially if you're retired and you need to take a income, mm-hmm. you take from the parts that are doing well.
1: Yeah. I guess that's the, for for people listening or watching, it's the, the different types of asset classes. You know, so when, right. when you're talking about within an investment management portfolio, you know, even within... Um, equities, there's there's lots of different types of mm-hmm. equities. Many Within different fixed sectors. fixed income, there's lots of different types of right. fixed income. You know, and and so that's that's the way we look at it. You know, when you divide to seven or eight. And then the other thing too, of course, is, you know, if a client is uh, closer to retirement or in retirement, they have income needs, you know, there might be multiple accounts they have. And so they have some of their capital that's in a more conservative, more income-focused, mm-hmm. you know, type type of a strategy. And then they have other capital that's in something that's focused on growth because they're not going to need that for six years or 10 years. That's the long-term perspective. Yeah, so, exactly. you,
2: so you have the short-term perspective of the, the income needs, but then you have the long-term perspective yeah. that, that would come under... Uh, you know, being able to take from the portfolio, and and you can change it around. Yeah. So it, it's 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 really easy to do. Number six, stay consistent over the years. Don't consistency is so important. I've tried to really keep that in my own life. Yeah. And and Proverbs thirteen eleven says dishonest money dwindles away, but he who gathers money little by little make it makes it grow. It's not about getting. rich quick it's not about getting to a million dollar
1: portfolio quickly it's about
2: over time yeah build it on a solid foundation not one that's going to cry that
1: reminds me of the episode we did where we talked about the the traits of of wealthy individuals of wealthy investors yeah we did you know and 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 it kind of like tied directly into that was one of the things about not chasing high investment returns you know you you have people that uh, especially in a bear market every, every time there's a bear market change you know go to this this they they start chasing around different advisors exactly yeah and the problem is you know if you're if you're doing it just for that reason your your chances of being successful are going to be minimized Mm -hmm. and you you need to stay consistent you need you need to have an advisor that you understand how they work you understand how you're being invested Mm -hmm. and that you realize there are going to be good times there are going to be bad times Mm -hmm. but if you don't allow the strategy to play out in both the good times and the bad times you're just you're constantly chasing that next one you're chasing
2: it you are yeah it's like a it's like a dog chasing its tail yeah yeah correctly
1: number seven Mm -hmm. avoid investing in immoral companies. You
2: know how strong, this, how we believe in that around here. We Very believe much in so. what's called biblically responsible investing.
1: Yeah. Most people might think of, uh, have probably more recently, they, they hear about faith-based investing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we like to try to address is that, yes, what we do is faith-based investing, but not all faith-based investing is equal. You know, Very and, and so. some people yeah. may say, you know, and, and I would I would definitely challenge you that if, if you're working with someone who says they're faith-based, have them explain like, well, how is it that they're investing differently than the rest of the world. How is it that they're investing differently than just a secular company that doesn't talk at all about faith-based? And if they don't have a good answer, if they don't if they can't talk about that and explain Thing you know, like like for us, there's there's negative screens. There's things that we avoid, like mm-hmm. certain kinds of activities for companies that we avoid investing in. But then there's also positives where we're look. We look for companies and the investment partners, and you know, like we look for people who are making positive impact and changes in their in the environment and their their staff, their community, the products that they're creating. Right. You know, that's the plan. That's how. And and for us, you know, Bob, you've been doing this for. Few decades, you know. Yes, I have. And and it it's typically what we call it as biblically responsible investing. That is a type of faith based investing, but but we very clearly explain what does that mean.
2: And it's on our website. If you'll yes. go under the investing part on our website so. at christianfinancialadvisors.com, yeah, you'll see the the seven ways that we invest yep. in it. And it and it talks about that in in there. And so what do you what do we mean by that? I'm just going to get a little bit deeper too. Is that so there's screening gri- criteria that we look at. Here's an example. If, if a company is supporting Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. that uh, is involved in abortion, Yeah. Or if a if a company is doing fetal tissue research, yeah. okay,
1: from or, baby or, parts, or maybe that it's a company that's involved in producing tobacco products or alcohol right. products. You know, it's it's not saying that scripture says that alcohol is immoral. I mean, we we talk about like you know, well, so our right, is sort of like good but, wine, new yeah, wine, right? You know, so it's it's not that the alcohol, or the tobacco, or in that case, is is necessarily wrong, but. It's a vice for many, many people, and there's a lot of homes and and families that have been destroyed by some of those things. And so, you know, for us it, as as believers, as Christians, it doesn't really make sense to support to that. support making money off of companies that that's what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, when there's so many other any other options. And so, just don't don't get aligned with that. And and that's the part that I, that when people ask, like, well, how much of an impact are you making? I only have such a tiny percentage ownership of this company. And and I would challenge you. Biblically responsible investing, and the reason we look at those screens and avoid certain negatives and we look for those positives, is think of it as if it was your company, if mm-hmm. you owned 100% of the company, would you want to be doing what that company is doing? Would you stand by Would you say in front of the Lord, I stand by what I did for for the alcohol, for the tobacco, for supporting Planned Parenthood, providing mm-hmm. those services? And if the answer is no, you wouldn't do that, then it's, it's semantics of, of whether it's a fraction of a percent or 100%. You're still an owner. You still have a responsibility to answer for what that company has done. And there's scriptural
2: reasons I have behind yep. it. There's so many, but I'm going to yeah. just use these two right now. It's from Second Corinthians six seventeen. It says, therefore, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. Yeah. And also, we've mentioned this many times here on the program, it's Psalms 24.1, is the earth is the Lord's and everything in it and all who live in it, all that dwell in, on the earth. It belongs to God. Yep. When we're talking about investing, we're managers. We're not owners. It belongs to God. So that's why the avoidance of investing in immoral in companies yeah. is so
1: important. And also, there's a there's another scripture that makes makes me think of that too, mm-hmm. you know, when the whole manager and, and stewards, where the the master, you know, the Lord, the master went away for a while. He went he went on a trip, and he entrusted three different servants with his assets, you know, with with their talents, depending on you know which mm-hmm. which version you're talking about, and you had two of them that. They did a good job. They, they wanted to, to have to be able to present back to their master say, look what we, we did with what you trusted us with. Mm-hmm. And then you had one of them that just went and buried it. Mm-hmm. And, and when it comes down to it, no matter whether it's money, investments, time, your your capabilities, your talent. The point is, one day you will have to provide an account of what you did on this earth to the Lord. So everything, including the investing, you should be thinking about it like that. Would this be something that, when the owner comes back from the trip, or when you're standing before the Lord, would He say, "Well done, that good and faithful servant," or not? Yeah,
2: exactly. So, number
1: number eight. Number eight. Be careful of using debt to invest. You know, th- and there's a
2: lot of that going on in real estate. People yeah. will go borrow a lot of money yeah. to, to buy real
1: estate, and. I mean, just primary just primary homes. You know, you yep. look at people buying and, and where the stats that we had talked about before uh, was 80, the 87%. National, the National
2: Association of Realtors has said in the last couple of years, 87% of people have borrowed yeah. money to to yeah. buy. But Which, again,
1: borrow. is there's not necessarily something wrong with that for your primary home. Right. But, but where you can definitely get into trouble is that if you're not talking about just your primary home, but you're buying an investment home or you're trying to flip a property or, you know, whatever it is, you need to be careful of the debt that you're getting, getting involved and, and in. And
2: remember another thing that, you know, I've said this before. Rob Blue has said this, who I love dearly and started Kingdom Advisors, um, that when you take debt on, you're presuming upon the future. And really none of us know what the future yeah. is. And Proverbs 22, 7 says, The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower... Is slave to the lender. So and that is strong it, language. You know, the scripture <laughs> doesn't say we're not to go. On, we we should not go on debt, but it sure gives a lot of warnings yeah. about being yeah. in debt.
1: Well, it's, it's basically the idea is that you know, be careful. It, it debt isn't wrong. It's not wrong to have debt, but like you said, it's presuming upon the the future. So you need to really think about. If, if this you, is a good fit. Now, you've heard me say this, and this is the country
2: boy come out of me. Just so y'all know, I'm from South Texas, six generations. <laughs> heard an old country boy tell me one time, he said, son, I ain't never seen nobody hurt by being debt free. <laughs> and he said that to me like 25 years ago, and yeah. it struck me yeah. back then. So it's, it's not that I'm totally against the use of debt, but be careful of it because you get over you, too much of it, mm-hmm. you're going to become a slave to the lender. Yep. Number nine of our Christian fundamentals for investing is have the right motive behind it. It's not about... Just getting super wealthy, it's and, it, and be careful of getting caught up in greed because yep. greed will take you down a slippery slope. Yep. Better a little with a fear of the Lord than great wealth with turmoil. Proverbs fifteen sixteen. A better better a real- s- little fear with fear. Better a little with the fear of the Lord than great wealth with turmoil. Because yeah. I have seen great wealth cause turmoil. Yeah. And the, the wealthier you are, the more you stuff you, and it puts pressure on
1: you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that reminds me of, it's not not a scripture, but I've heard you say this phrase many times, uh, especially involved with investing. But the pigs get fat and the hogs get slaughtered. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. that, that idea of that, you know, you, you if, if you're just focusing on like trying to get as much as I can, I'm going to get all I can get. And if you just focus on that and you, you don't have the right motive and you don't have that plan behind it. You can get in a really bad spot. That's you know. my country boy saying again, yeah. wasn't it? Pigs get fat, and hogs get slaughtered. Yeah. My apologies to all our vegan yeah. and vegetarian yeah. wa- yeah, Exactly. Exactly.
2: <laughs> last one. Oh, this is so important. And hear us on this last one for these Christian fundamentals for investing. Yep.
1: Is number ten involve your spouse in investment decisions? Exactly. You because know, man, what, what is it they they talk about? You know, it's it's sad, but you know the number one cause for divorce is financial is finance related. Mm-hmm. financial related
2: Genesis 2:24 says this is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife they become one flesh yeah. so you should not be making in- large investment decisions yeah. without your spouse's approval behind
1: it yeah and and that being said like i obviously we understand that there's a lot of uh, a lot of couples that you know, one or the other mm-hmm. tends to be the one that's like, hey, they're more organized and they're the one that's the, they're the one that's really following the budget. Right. They're the one that is just usually a little more level-headed or they're the one that just handles paying the bills. Right. You know? Like, I know like for my parents, my, my dad is the one who's working, but my mom actually handles most of the paperwork mm-hmm. and, the, and the bills. things yeah. like that, you know, they're a team. But the point is, is that you you need to be on the same page. It doesn't mean that each you know, both you know, both spouses like need to be doing exactly the same stuff, but you just want to make sure that you're on the same page and you know, you're not making those financial decisions without the other person and Sean, you know
2: I've been, I've been married thirty eight years in November of this year. And I have never made an investment decision without my wife being involved in that. Never. Yeah. At one time. And so that and did we always agree? <laughs> Come on, we've been no. married thirty-eight years. No. <laughs> but but I always had her involved and yeah. I just would emphasize that. So that's that's there's your ten principles, your your Christian fundamentals for investing. And I hope this has helped you a lot. We are here for you to help you move through this maze of all these fundamentals for investing.
1: And if you have questions, we're we're happy to talk with you on on the phone. You can give us a call. You can text us at 830-609-6986. You can also check out our website uh, for the podcast, christianfinancialpodcast.com, or just look us up, Christian Financial Perspectives. Thank you, and God bless.
0: We invite you to listen to all of our past episodes covering many financial topics from a Christian perspective. To make sure you don't miss any of Bob's upcoming episodes, you can subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. To learn more about integrating your faith with your finances, visit ChristianFinancialAdvisors.com or call 830-609-6986. Investment advisory services offer the Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA, Christian Financial Advisors, also known as Christian Financial Advisors Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host, Bob Barber, and his guests. Bob does not provide tax advice and encourages you to seek guidance from a tax professional. While Christian Investment Advisors believes the information to be accurate and reliable, we do not claim or have responsibility for its completeness, accuracy, or reliability.